0: Hi! Welcome back to Two Left Feet! I'm Ellie. I'm Lewis, and we are expert dancers, passionate lefties. Got it. Did it that time.
1: That was smooth.
0: Yes, didn't forget. So this week... Hang on one second, just want to say... Yeah. um, (laughs) Dedicated listeners and watchers will notice that this is the fourth sound setup we've used (laughs) last video we used lavalier microphones clip-ons lovely like newsreaders and one of them stopped working right towards the end because the card got full on one device Um, they're out of battery this time so we we're not using that we're using a zoom recorder off camera below you Uh, we've also held uh, condenser microphones in kind of claw hand shapes. We've used both the two different condenser microphones on stands, and we didn't know how far or close right. to get to those.
1: Yeah. And we've had have we had you on a clip mic and me on a condenser. Yeah,
0: we've had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've had Ellie speaking into a microphone and uh, a microphone speaking into me. <laughs> in a way. We've um. had living microphones,
1: dead microphones, <laughs> charged uncharged.
0: <laughs> yeah. It'd be great if we put the clips on, then realised they were at battery, but then just left them on <laughs> and recorded it on this thing. No one would have ever known the wiser. <laughs> anyway, that was my little aside to begin.
1: So this week I say this week as if we do it every week, but whatever. We do
0: it on, on we we're always doing it on a week. In a week, yeah. Whether that's weekend or week, midweek.
1: So this week, we're going to talk about, kind of like, we're going to reflect a little bit on our our personal experiences of dance education. And maybe, because we had different uh, Pol- ty- types of education. Polar opposites. No, <laughs> not, not polar opposites. Quite different.
0: What would the polar opposite of the place be? Raised by wolves.
1: Raised by wolves, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Taught to dance by wolves.
1: Um, So we're going to talk about sort of the value systems that are in dance and specifically in education, but kind of from our own personal experience. So this is maybe a little disclaimer that we're not going to cover everything. It's
0: not going to be like that last one where everyone (laughs) has a take it's going to be um <laughs> it's going to be more personal it's and more be- you you can't argue with this one cause this <laughs> one's personal
1: yeah this is just our life stories and this
0: one is fully subjective <laughs> so good luck arguing that
1: that's a joke because it's always subjective
0: okay? <laughs>
1: Uh, And the title of this video is Good Toes, Naughty Toes.
0: Yeah, let's commit to that. I like that. Brilliant.
1: Um, Which, (laughs) hands up, who knows what that means? (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming, okay, for people who don't know what that means, for example, you've never taken a um, traumatic dance class in your life, you're lucky. No. Um, (laughs) It means that... Good toes is when your toes are pointed and naughty toes is when they're not pointed. Yes. It's a very moralistic kind of way of teaching kids about the shape that their their foot might be inhabiting.
0: Yeah, imagine using pointed toes to steal the keys from a museum guard and then going into the museum and stealing artefacts and uh, (laughs) the whole time you had pointed. You did the whole thing on point. (laughs) And then then you tell your dance teacher about it at your local dance school and they're like that's brilliant you had good you had good toes the whole time not no naughty toes at all but you, you're covered in the regalia of different <laughs> cultures kind of prize artifacts and <laughs> She she knows you stole them
1: quite a funny example to use because arguably like stealing from a museum <laughs> could be yeah, quite a good that's true. good noble act to make
0: basically just doing what the museum institution did to those countries. It's just it's paying, no, it's paying forward the pain. <laughs> it's, mean, it was another white student. No it was a white student who did like, it.
1: Paying, like, it anyway. They're no, they're going the want to hoard it as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, what
0: they're going to do is they're going to open a kind of uh, two-pound-in system in their bedroom so people can come and have a look at those things. not much? Yeah, I mean, they're a child. They have no idea what <laughs> kind of, you know, value okay. these things actually have. <laughs> well, she knows enough that it can get a two pounds. Yeah. Two pounds a pop.
1: Value systems. <laughs> so
0: Anyways, yes, moralistic toes.
1: Um, Good toes, naughty toes. I mean, so I went to a conservatoire for contemporary dance. In the years of... It's also a subjective video because we both studied a while ago, so this isn't, like... People who are studying now are going to have a very different experience.
0: And at vastly different times. Yours was at the end of the (laughs) Labour era. Mine was at the beginning of the Conservative era.
1: Oh, interesting. So I studied 2002 to 2006. To 2009 and then did an MA 2009
0: to ten. And Um, I did... Ten to thirteen and thirteen to fourteen. But um I haven't mentioned where I went. I went to a university. Uh, I went to the De University in Leicester, UK. <laughs> Middle of in Marseille. Um, <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only.
1: Um that would be quite a different experience. Yeah. yeah, so we chatted a bit about this the other day. Um and we kind of started comparing experiences, um, Mm. which was quite interesting. Um, Let's maybe broadly recap what the differences might be between a conservatoire education and a university education. I mean, even, so when I was at the place, I don't know when it happened, but the, the place was already affiliated to a university. So the place originally had no affiliation to a university, but technically the place for a long time has been a university, but it's a conservatoire school. So it's like a kind of contained uh, bubble geographically and also in relation to the um, (laughs) university that it's affiliated with.
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, from my understanding, it's a thoroughly insular experience. And what I experienced at university was broad-ranging, eye-opening, inspiring. I met so many business students, law students. (laughs) Mm.
1: Money (laughs) students.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Specific types of business students, specific types of law. Um, I don't remember any of those specifics.
1: Who were you mates with who wasn't a dance student?
0: Um, Jake from film studies because I did film studies first and then changed to do dance uh, Tom was a friend from school he, he did um, computer science I believe uh, I had a friend who did product design I had a friend who did pharmaceutical science but then changed to pharmacy because that you get you better jobs as an actual <laughs> pharmacist um, Nick was a business student Um,
1: Shout out to Nick. (laughs) Go on, Nick.
0: Uh, He's done very well for himself in London. There was obviously Dan and Jack. They did uh, drama. Mm -hmm. Jack did dance as a joint honours, so he got even less dance than I got.
1: Mm -hmm. So what do you mean by that?
0: Well, I didn't get as much dance as you got.
1: Right. Like, hours in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you get at a university? You get five hours a week. I don't know if that's true. But anyway, I sometimes I'd have two classes in a day, which were an hour and a half. Sometimes I'd have one three hour class. Um, and it wasn't every day. So kind of maybe four days a week I'd have a class. Sometimes I'd have just one, one and a half hour class. So there's a kind of weird... Um, yeah, I don't know what the average uh, hours in a week dancing there is, but it's it's less than yours, which is what six hours a day.
1: No three, uh, three hours. Well, yeah. Again, this is not what happens now. I don't know what quite. Happens now, but when I was there, hour and a half ballet, hour and a half contemporary. In the morning. Uh huh. Every morning, and then in the afternoon. Uh, it. Uh, I'd say, like, it's half and half, or maybe, like, 60-40 dancing to not dancing classes. So you have, like, anatomy and history stuff, but you have, like, choreography or improvisation, which is more dancing.
0: Ah, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, so it's actually not as much as I thought. But it's kind of regimented every day, that morning stuff.
1: Yeah, morning is, is absolutely three hours, and you better fucking be there. Yeah, right. And then the afternoon is again, sort of like, well, what, we finishes finish at six. Mm. So you're kind of in the score from quarter to nine till six o'clock.
0: And that's every day.
1: That's every day and potentially Whoa. you're, potentially you're dancing all afternoon, but it's, yeah, it's always going to be a mix in the afternoon Whoa. to some degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were all, whenever we did like the purely kind of um, academic subjects, is that what you call them? <laughs> purely theoretical subjects, let's say. Like, so, like kind of
0: more lecture, like, seminar based.
1: Yeah, we had like one, uh, well, first year there was like design and anatomy and. Design? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, history. What do we call it? Something funny. It was. Con- contextual studies or something okay maybe it was called that i can't remember
0: i was just called dance history
1: yeah that would have been more
0: no accurate. that was only in the no there's one called understanding dance <laughs> <I love> that. <laughs> understanding dance hmm. one understanding dance two i think there was two two of them i think okay
1: yeah, I mean that's the thing. Contextual studies at the place was like supposed to sort of cover everything, <laughs> and it was it was terrible in the first year. Because I don't think the person teaching it was really kind of appropriately trained in the right knowledge. But we got a, a kind of someone who was actually an art historian came in at some point, and it got good. But we would always be half asleep. Yeah. And I think that's true of like. Yeah. most students, most places, but, but I, I, it was, I kind of felt a bit kind of more kind of chronic <laughs> the place because you're literally, like, you're physically yeah. like whew, tired and then I just yeah, remember yeah, yeah. like eating and because you'd been doing something at lunch or whatever and then you, like it's just the most stressful thing is falling asleep
0: in front of when someone is like right here in front of you talking to you you. expecting you to listen in quite a small room yeah 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 yeah. no it's difficult that stuff isn't it I don't know how you're supposed to work it so that they're not exhausted I mean yours was kind of I mean we did we did sweat Um, so going to a lecture from class was a sticky experience Right. Um, so, yeah, so I do know what that's about, this kind of falling asleep from exhaustion stuff. But I think maybe there's a different level of athlete training that you might have been going through.
1: Mm. Yeah. So I, when we talked about this the other day, I was, like, quizzing you on what essays you wrote, because I think I wrote about one essay a year max. I, think it's, I
0: feel like that's, what, that's the only writing I did. I feel like we would write four or five mm. a year, maybe. Yeah. God, these so, averages are so approximate in my head, but it's more than what you had.
1: For sure, yeah. <laughs> and, it, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. The approximates are all we need, really. And and, and I think that's kind of like, <laughs> we don't aspire for accuracy. <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> uh, when it matters. Um, like that feels like a kind of key to find like yeah. dif- difference, isn't it, of like like just what what is expected of you or, or where the um, like how the education is kind of like materialised. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or how yeah. the examination is is
0: carried um, well, yeah, out. What what, what what they're training you to do and what they're uh, yeah. how they're assessing them. It's very different.
1: dancing at the place was like um this is like a generalization sort of <laughs> something that I can say after reflecting for a while since being there. So this is like there's more nuance to it than this. But <laughs> nice generally preface. Preface. Generally like there was a lot of dancing asked of us and the dancing was like to very specific to w- t- tasks were specific <laughs> you know like technique class is is a very specific vocabulary that you're asked to learn and there's a there's a sense that you're doing technique class to physically be in a in a particular shape to like maintain fitness or improve fitness or physical kind of um Accuracy of limbs in space, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, a lot of the afternoon classes. Again, it's like um, knowledge of specific techniques. So, like contact improvisation or um, partnering or whatever it was. Even though we didn't, we didn't actually do much partnering. It was more contact. But anyway, uh, we did do some partnering. <laughs> um, And there's a lot of dancing because someone has asked you to dance. There's lots of dancing to fulfil the requirements of the person who's teaching you. Lots of copying. Mm. Lots of, like, um, dancing for the sake of dancing in a way which I've found once I'd graduated, I didn't have, like, my own... uh, agenda for dancing I was just a bit sick of being told how to dance and actually what I wanted to do was like have a break from dancing and find like reasons to do things on my own terms and actually I realized that a lot of that was not I ended up like not doing much dancing so if I made a choreography it was kind of like it had text in it had objects, I was making up stories. I was kind of making up different sort of like uh, logics and reasons for for why I might be um, making performance and dancing felt like surplus almost hmm. <laughs> to that in to that sort of desire to find reasons and justifications for it, for things, because I felt like that's what I've been missing, because I've just been dancing, because I've been told to. Yeah. And of course there were exceptions to that along the way, and yeah, like, yeah. but, um, it's, I've kind of, m- since graduating, I feel like my relationship with dancing has been working out how to be interested in dancing itself, like dancing kind of for the sake of dancing, after being really uninterested in that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And, yeah, when we were talking the other day, it was kind of, yeah, we were sort of like, we almost had sort of opposite experiences of that relationship to dancing.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, um, that wasn't because of you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I understand. (laughs) You've heard me talking about this a lot. (laughs)
0: No, that wasn't because of It's quite hot in (laughs) here. Can I open the window? Just enjoying my (laughs) yawn. Um, Yeah, so I guess my side of the coin is... um, I started dancing because I wanted something... I've identified some kind of physical, like, euphoric release. Amazing. Transformative. So, uh, I could start from the beginning of my dance... thing. Um, Mm. I started dancing when I was 19 years old, and it was all to do with, uh, you know, my, my love of doing it kind of was birthed through, like, some kind of awakening of a euphoric experience of, like, finding something beautiful that I like to do and it was, um, it felt really good. It was kind of an internal joy, awakening thing, mm. which was my whole attachment to it, from a bunch of somatic stuff and so on and so on.
1: Somatic simply means relating to the body, but in dance it is often used to describe specific movement techniques such as yoga, Alexander, Feldenkrais, or body-mind centering. These techniques generally focus on the experiential relationship of the mover to their own dancing, rather than on the watcher's perspective of the mover. These practices are often characterised by releasing tension, imagery and breathing exercises. We have our own reservations about certain ways in which these forms are practised, which we might explore in another video. For this video we simply use the word somatic to describe a certain type of dance class or field of
0: techniques. Um, so that was kind of the guiding nugget which took me through the education. Mm. Um, and then when, when things were coming in which were all conceptual stuff, but like learning the history of like Judson or you know stuff like that. Um, it was like I found that really cool like I was into art stuff like that but it wasn't the kind of religious experience that I'd gotten out Mm. of like enjoying throwing myself around in Mm. shapes and sensation and stuff Um, so the whole time I was searching for artists who were like really concerned with like dancing freely um but also i don't know what we're interesting on other levels I, I don't know how to how to explain that like um where it's not kind of the kind of austere like someone turning a page 500 times like I could appreciate that on some levels, and and also Cunningham as well. The kind of like the chance procedure stuff. I was like, oh, cool, but I wasn't like get
1: me on stage, get me on yeah. there to do it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: um, I was like, ooh, that's neat. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't. I wasn't finding anything that was fun in that way that I wanted oh. to do. But the, but I did have to write lots of essays about stuff like that, so. I was kind of bogged down in um stuff that i didn't find very interesting with almost zero frame of reference for what a career in the dance world would look like or what like a dancing life would be when everyone else had kind of been dancing since they were three it was kind of like they know what it's like to uh, have this thing in their life Um, and i was like yeah trying to find a way into that and so yeah, the, the, the sense that this is another side of it, coin to what you were saying is that I was moving away from putting words and ideas to my dancing after after education, I was moving away from that thing into finding more places to just kind of dance and let it speak for itself.
1: Mm. And also, like, accumulate, like, those hours in your body. Almost, yeah, kind of accumulating experience of dancing.
0: Yeah, and there was also a, uh, like after training, it was like this sense that I was like a dance guy, but I'd only been dancing for three years. Uh, and I say training, I mean studying, actually. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like I had a first class degree <laughs> in dance, but I don't know, like. It was like this weird sense of being an expert on paper and not <laughs> an expert mm. in anything else.
1: And there's part of that that might be like real, as in like yeah. you actually haven't spent like huge amounts of time dancing. And then there's other parts of that which which is more kind of like um, there exists in the dance world this uh, yeah, hierarchy between conservatoire and university yeah. education, well, which, would have, which would maybe... Give you a sort of sense that you haven't done enough to be qualified as a dancer.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. On top of that, and then also that. like the stuff of like not like being away from the central hub of dance, London, London as austerity begins, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. But also, I did. I, in a way through my training, I wasn't even really aware of what you all were doing over in the in the high mm. high training schools. So it was actually 2015 that I went to this work in progress night for Northern students. Um I'd I'd started doing this Tino Segal piece and I the audition was at Northern, the piece was in Leeds, it was kind of I was in Leeds a lot that at that time. And like I <laughs> saw this thing. It was a bunch of yeah, the third-year students and other, maybe other years, I don't know. Northern students all doing their little works in progress. And I was, like, amazed by <laughs> this, the technical ability and facility of these students. <laughs> I was <laughs> That was the moment where it clinched it. It was like, this is an entirely different level of, wow. a, like, just ability. And in a way, there was a sense that the thinking was also totally like more arty
1: mm. mm
0: maybe that was just my particular de year, but um
1: but there's an exposure to yeah cho- to choreography and choreographers and yeah like um the repertoire that's out in the world when you're in a con- yeah. when you're in a conservatory i think you you do get exposed to that at a higher frequency. Well, that's the impression I get, anyway. So there's yeah. also, like, even if a Northern student is just kind of doing the sort of <laughs> minimum of, like, seeing what's around them and copying Yeah. stuff, styles, moves, whatever, that could yeah. look way more complex. Yeah. Just by the virtue of, like, the fact that they've, I
0: don't know. Seen well, yeah, in a way, the... the, the, the contemporary dance scene of the day goes to them where um, it didn't come to us in our year i mean i don't know i feel like de montfort has had different patches of being like the place for dance or Mm. the place for interesting choreographic (laughs) ideas Um, and some of that has been after i was there and some of that was before Mm. i was there and i I feel like i missed something of the kind of um, visiting choreographer stuff that was mm. so <laughs> widely spoken about when I was mm. there. Um, it was kind of a, a year of not, oh, a three year patch of um, not that many people coming to us. Mm. Um, you say I had something, but I don't know what it was. No. I remembered what I was gonna say, It was about the difference between the way that the conservatoire experience of community and the dance-ness of that community um, might be quite helpful for a depth of thinking and discussing and whatever, you know, getting deep into dance and the university experience is a little bit different from that because you're surrounded by lots of different people who generally don't understand why dance is a degree um lots of your friends probably at university don't care that like what you're dance like about dance and there's no reason they should it's not really that popular an art form um certainly you know in a conceptual sense um So I think that's what I was going to say Yep, That's another way they're different. Please take us to the next chapter.
1: Chapter 5. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, well, I suppose uh another little comparison. I mean, we this has come up a lot like over the years of us chatting about stuff. Um but sometimes I've been like, oh it sounds blissful, like we did so much Alexander technique um, like Sally Doughty who was like in charge of the course or yeah I think she was head of
0: what do you call it, programme leader
1: like someone who's like whose work is like really embedded in in improvisation and um, a lot of kind of somatic Like the core of the course is really somatic. You don't have this kind of like Somatic-y afternoon, but essentially you want to like the place is kind of like it's got those things You know fairly solid but like really Cunningham is like shaping you <laughs> um, And also just like the kind of culture of conservatoire where there is um like the sort of blurriness between um professionalism and um uh what's the kind of opposite of that like unprofessionalism (laughs) (laughs) where like um lines might be crossed or abuses might take place or Uh uh my experience of like being groomed essentially by one of my teachers and Just to clarify what I am saying here, I have spoken publicly before about the fact that I had a relationship with one of my teachers from London Contemporary Dance School. I won't go into more details on this specific video other than that the place is dealing with the situation formally and taking the necessary steps to deal with my complaint. In the eyes of the law, a relationship between a teacher and student is not considered to be grooming if the student is of consenting age. However, in actuality, grooming can happen to anyone of any age, when there is a power imbalance. Which is why I use the word to describe my experience. Teachers coming to parties and stuff that I've maybe said to you and you're like, the idea of that happening at university is just unimaginable almost. You know, like, there is so much, um, the sort of, uh, seedy side of the conservatoire essentially. Um, isn't there, and I've kind of you know been like, wow, wouldn't that be great to like not have had those sort of traumatic experiences of like being treated in that way or this sort of idea of what a dancer is being forced down my throat in such a way? Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just and, and mm.
1: yeah, but then uh, of course, you might have a different like side of that which is like the fact that the conservatoires exist (laughs) and that shapes the dance world puts you in a strange position when trying to get involved in the dance world because you don't have these like (laughs) i don't know i mean to
0: have um like quite well established boundaries is no no help (laughs) for a young dancer (laughs) that, make, that, that makes literally. me sound like <laughs> i'm saying don't ha- don't have them but i mean um you know there's this you get people who you know are, w- are willing to um put out get further yeah like yeah But it's true yeah I
1: mean, yeah the the way in which that culture of um yeah a lack of boundaries and sort of permitted intimacy or other sort of yeah behaviors that blur the line between say teacher or student or choreographer and um, employed dancers or whatever power structures might be like the dance world at large sort of (laughs) thrives off those not being um formalized and not being safe and not being you know boundary
0: yeah, which so, is not
1: good and which is something that we want to change but totally, it's it yeah. like materially it impacts for people who aren't willing to like yeah whatever don't know, take the clothes off in an audition for example Mhm. yeah that's gonna be
0: uh, you're not yeah. committed to your art yeah it's gonna get in the way um yeah it's really bad um should just make that clear that yeah <laughs> this is no good thing that um this the system skews towards someone who's had their self-esteem so thoroughly bombarded with um abusive nonsense Mm. that they are open to do anything to get get ahead Mm. uh
1: I suppose then, that's the same in
0: many things. That's the same in acting and yeah, other and kind of visual arts or yeah.
1: Do yeah, and I think there's this like in ac- across the arts, there's often this like badge of honor thing, like have you earned your stripes by going through this kind of like boot camp of whatever training it is, you know? Um, and also, like I think the way that people talk about dance history is that it's like a cycle of reactions. So like, say Judson is like a reaction to um, uh, the expressive, sort of share your soul of, of, of Martha Graham or the sort of uh, expressionists. Um, or uh, Cunningham is a reaction, the way he uses the shapes of ballet, but allows for uh, clunkiness or allows for sort of human instability to be visible is a reaction to the uh, smoothing off of classical ballet where mm-hmm. you refuse to see any of those functionalities. Mm-hmm. There's this like sense of like if you can, so to learn, <laughs> I, there's something about like for you to learn about Judson as a starting point without having personally lived through, like, the traumas that, say, Judson, the dancers of Judson are reacting to... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. ...is kind of it's, strange also... It's weirdly
0: abstract, yeah. Yeah. And, and also, this comes... but I think this, this also touches on my um, somatic belly stuff of, like, yeah. starting to dance and, like, going starting off with university and also some stuff at Coventry, summer dancing stuff, which is all that decoder, that bunch of people all super somatic stuff and this was all about releasing and shedding Mm. other layers of like dance techniques that were uh, painful tenseness tension and stuff and i had nothing of that so i was just kind of like trying to kind of get fit enough to dance but i was actually just lying on the floor doing breathing exercises and imagining moss Which was, like, so amazing. Like,
1: what am I letting go of? But, like, yeah, what there. the
0: hell am I letting go of? <laughs> yeah, I literally didn't have it. Um, so so it, it becomes this... I kind of was doing lots through my studying of, like, trying to relate to other people's trauma and their therapeutic mm-hmm. art methods for letting go of that, and uh. it was completely abstract to me.
1: And it's not just to say it's not like we're saying you that that's like <laughs> that you have to ha experience trauma in order to then access these things. Like I think there are absolutely ways into somatic
0: Well yeah, I mean this is a work I, that I, doesn't I, I,
1: require you to be letting go of your
0: <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. Rigid core. Well, you know, there's another thing which is like I, I was I suppose in lots of ways I was letting go of other stuff which wasn't dance related, it was kind of right. m- more like you know, my teenage desires to be muscly, I'd done some weightlifting and I was Mm. kind of, I suppose I was letting go of that. And I was letting go of like, hunching at the computer Mm. and like, letting go of like, I don't know, playing drums and having tense Mm. legs and arms from that. Um, And you know, all those things can be done well, Mm. but I was uh, doing them all wrong because I was young and stupid. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was letting go of that anyway, you know. Yeah. And but I... then
1: you're entering into, like, a world where the people around you, their relationship to <laughs> somatics is, like, quite directly connected <laughs> to, say, ballet training. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of people are in that space it's true. whose relationship to it is via dance, not drumming. It
0: Thank was you. like... there was... Oh man, I don't, I don't know how this is a Venn diagram, but in, anyway, it's like me over here <laughs> going into somatic, and that's just, like, my little No, what it is is Venn diagrams. <laughs> things that Lewis does, and it's just Lewis in there, yeah. in that camp. And he's, but he's also, sorry, he's in the middle. Mm-hmm. Doing the somatic. Oh, God, the middle is somatic. This side is ballet training. There's lots of... This whole area is populated by people. Of course, it's not a Venn diagram. Sorry. Well,
1: why not? It's a artistic Venn diagram. Well, I don't the, know. Maybe... The easier it.
0: way would be to go, yeah. I was the only person letting go of what I was letting go of. And there was, <laughs> and there was a homogenised mass of people who were letting go of one or two specific things. It's
1: a pie chart. The whole thing is semantic. It's practice. a pie chart.
0: <laughs> yeah. A little
1: sliver of it is Lewis.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah we can try and draw this venn diagram in um, <laughs> in post and and realize it doesn't work in post <laughs> wanted to tell one of those stories. I love these stories. Maybe both of those stories. Please. Just to cap it off. Okay.
1: Here's some fun stories. This so this is a uh, fresh oh, what was it? It was like someone who's not lived through the trauma of... Tra- trauma? Trauma. A trauma of dance school. No, trauma. A trauma of dance school.
0: Gets to live through... <laughs> gets to live through
1: other traumas. A different kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so one, i got two stories of being held to value systems, st- the standards of value systems that I was completely unaware of. Well, not unaware of, but certainly didn't ascribe to. One time, walking through a dance building, Siobhan Davis, I say it, Siobhan Davis Studios, uh, at a conference, there was a group of people who were doing some kind of, as part of this conference, there was a kind of closed research group in a in the research studio and one person came out (laughs) and kind of was kind of in this kind of um, what do you call it like this (laughs) glow of their experience um, over some days with some dancers and and this person was a dancer as well and kind of greeted me and my companion and was kind of effusive about the research that they've been doing. Uh, and was saying that there was this great exercise that they'd done where instead of people introducing themselves in the circle, get, get this, um, people would introduce the person next to them with what they thought they were or what they thought their background was. Um, and some amazing things would come out. I don't know what that (laughs) would be. I don't know what that is. Um, and she said, let's try it now. <laughs> on the stairs. On the stairs, yeah. Uh, kind of between <laughs> things. And I was like, cool, that sounds like a cool thing. I don't <laughs> know, yeah. <laughs> and she said, okay, great, I'll do you. And she and this was uh, during my MA, the year after I'd finished my study at De Montfort. So I was kind of, you know, in a way, this was my peak dancer form. And she said to me, she kind of looked into my soul, into my eyes, and she went, Hmm, certainly nothing body-based. As a kind of encapsulation of my uh, my background. And then she went, Maybe something to do with geography? Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, so... No, I'm a dancer. <laughs> and she was like, Oh really? Oh right. Oh. 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 Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, and, and I was like, just awful. I was like, I just felt so bad. I just felt like there was nothing about me, the way I was carrying myself, my body. Like, I, get, I got so self conscious because I was like, nothing about me screams dancer. And that's what I've been saying I am. That's what yeah. I just got a first class degree in. Yeah. That's what I'm aspiring to be in many ways.
1: It's just such a horrible feeling. <laughs> body based. It's like, body, I mean, it just just. And such certainly, that,
0: that, this phrase stays in my head, certainly nothing body-based, certain, it's certain yeah. that nothing to do with the body is anything that you're, um, you're concerned with. Just like fundamentally,
1: like that, that, the fact that that phrase is like used in that way is oh, yeah, also body so based, silly, because yeah. like everyone has a fucking body. <laughs> <laughs> so most things essentially need to be pretty body-based. So it's like such a stupid oh, term. Oh,
0: God. So anyway, that's that's my, my experience of um, people who are in mid-glow.
1: Setback number one. Yeah,
0: that's one setback. I mean, did, there'd been so many setbacks. That's <laughs> certainly not number one. But, um, but it's, yeah, of the list I'm going to go through today, that's <laughs> setback number one. Uh, that one, and then another one which was um, attending a class in... Oh, well, this is kind of two, I suppose. Brilliant. <laughs> a class in Leicester. Um... I, I, I did two classes, I did lots of classes in Leicester, I taught lots of classes in Leicester, but this was two specific ones, maybe I can jam them into the same thing and make it slightly fictionalised. Well anyway, so we were crossing the room uh, in some phrase thing, and it required pointed feet, um, which has always been my enemy. <laughs> and... and um, Somebody who was kind of, I considered, we both considered each other to be peers, but had never really danced that much in the same room as each other. She kind of turned to me after I'd crossed the room and she just went, you've got quite naughty toes, haven't you? (laughs) And it was like her idea of me as a good dancer, which she'd kind of been going along with for a while, just, you know, abstractly, same, similar age, similar position in the scene. Had just been shattered like her <laughs> the idea that someone would be a good dancer and not have good toes good toes would have naughty toes oh was uh was completely shattering uh, her image of me which i just felt i could you know maybe that's not true but that's how it felt and i was like oh my god i, I burst a bubble of someone else thinking i was good
1: and also whilst being kind of half insulted by this like
0: yeah it's like and like trying to put that into the camp of insult in my head and not into like the camp of valid criticism was, <laughs> was so difficult. It was stuck. It was kind of like jammed, like trying to go into valid criticism yeah. and me trying to get it. No, no, I did insult.
1: Just rude. Just rude.
0: Anyway, so there's that. And then in the same class, it wasn't the same class, but it was well been. Uh, another a teacher had come over, over from somewhere else and uh, from Birmingham. And um, I was doing some jumps. This is another corner exercise. My God, corner exercises are so... diagonal. Ballet-ish, you know. This is when I know my time in that class is going to go downhill. My attitude is going to get fucked up. My my approach to the whole thing is just going to have to stop to be a joke because (laughs) (laughs) I can't do this seriously because I can't do it. Anyway, um, this guy said to me, did you, I was doing the jumps that he was asking me to do, and he said, Did you never learn how to jump? Oh, <laughs> God. Um, such disgust and disdain. And that just kind of rings in my ears so often. Any time I leave the floor. <laughs>
1: so tragic. <laughs>
0: and it's like, I don't know, man. I, I just, yeah. People, the, the idea that you have good toes, naughty toes, at the ground level...
1: Just for an adult to be using that phrase is just weird for me. Yeah. Unless it's a come on, naughty toes. <laughs> it's just like. And uh, both of those you could sort of be like, well, I'm sure they were said like in good humour, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, like. It's yeah. How is that not going to be like yeah, yeah. such a. How is that not going to be a rude thing to receive from someone? Yeah. Both of those are like your body is failing me and my standards right now.
0: Yeah, and it really is them. And that's uh, like it's nothing I mean, to do with me, really.
1: We think about why dance classes and dance studios aren't like more welcoming to different types of people. Yeah, exactly. Body yeah. shapes or anything. I mean, it's crazy. That's why this video isn't covering everything because <laughs> we haven't even got onto like ableism or anything. Oh We're God. just talking about our experiences as like neurotypical. Uh, cisgendered white skinny people I mean if we
0: (laughs) feel like this is something we said the other day when Uh, when we you know we got got into a conversation about how ableist this dance world actually is the kind of insanity of it if I feel inadequate in that space and I am like I don't know like a fairly athletic able-bodied cisgendered white man yeah then what the hell? Yeah, what's going on?
1: What the hell? Yeah, and the, the reason you don't feel comfortable in those spaces is not because anyone. It's not because other people are do feel comfortable. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's like an even narrower niche yeah. of people who are who feel comfortable potentially in that so space. True. Like,
0: yeah. So those are Lewis's lovely stories. That's my stories. Thank you so much, Lewis, for sharing. That's all right. We really appreciate it. That was an extra ten minutes of the episode. (laughs) It was worth it. So juicy. All right, well, thank you very much. Remember to subscribe. Press the bell. Remember to press the bell button.
1: Thanks for watching and listening. And also, this... Thank you if you've listened... On podcast. No,
0: we will do that, yes. We're gonna put this as a podcast too.